Wake up, wake up, wake up. This is your Cup of Joe podcast, and I'm your host, uh, Joe, Joseph Moore. And uh, we're a little different here. Uh, we're going to, uh, you can see us, you can see my face, you can see my uh, guest face and everything. We're chilling in the coffee shop, if you can see. I got, you know, back here, uh, you know, we got some coffee for any of the guests, if y'all do it. I don't normally do coffee, but I do herbal tea. So, <laughs> uh, you know, but uh, we're in a coffee shop chilling. We always had good conversation with extraordinary people, everyday folks that emphasis on the extra that that that's some still some heavy, heavy hitters. And I have some heavy, heavy hitters uh, this morning. Uh, I'm going to start to my left <laughs> and I have uh, Dr. Kenya Goodson and below me, right below me is my uh my i'm a friend of this alumnus of jackson state university uh but uh she also works at uh she'll, she'll tell you tell you about herself i have miss uh frida dale and then right here <laughs> i have the williams uh mr cyfred and gabrielle williams and we are talking about buckle your seatbelts up because I got I have some 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 thinkers here. I have some very intelligent people that will probably talk and enunciate a little bit better than me. I'm from Louisville, Mississippi. It's pronounced like Louisville, but we say it like L-O-U-I-S-F-A, Louisville, Louisville, Mississippi. So you hear that come out. <laughs> and um, I'm looking forward to just talking. I'm going to start with Dr. Goodson. Just tell us about yourself what you've done, what you do, and all that good stuff. So hello, everybody. Um, thank you for allowing me to come and uh, speak on this. Um, I'm very excited about this topic, which I think is really important. Um, I'm Dr. Kenya Goodson. Um, I am the Climate and Sustainability Coordinator for a nonprofit called Hometown Action. Um, we do um, advocacy work and community outreach. And um, before that, I served as faculty um, at Stillman College and at the University of Montevallo, um, as well as being an alum, alumna of the Stillman College whoop, whoop, and uh, the University of Alabama. So um, I do have a perspective um, as a student uh, with HBCUs and PWIs and also as a faculty member. So um, Thank you for allowing me to come here and just share my thoughts on it. And I'm looking forward to uh, having this discussion with the panelists. So thank you for having me. Well, thank you for coming, Dr. Kenya Goodson. Thank y'all for knowing that so important. This going to be all in here. We're going to edit this podcast. Dr. Goodson. Now, she didn't say, but I'm going to say, you worked on a few political campaigns, right? As well. Uh, who was it? I did. Uh, yeah. Was that that was? I did. Uh, I worked with Doug Jones' um, campaign in 2017. I'm here in Tuscaloosa, and we actually turned it blue here. Yes. Um, and uh, we won uh, that election. Um, I, I did also serve on some local campaigns here in Tuscaloosa. Um, we didn't do like we wanted to do in 2018. Um, but I do feel like it was a great experience actually um, working with people who are running for office and wanting to do something different in, in our community. 
And so, yeah, so I, and, and I still um, am active politically in Tuscaloosa. I'm not as much because of my job, but um, I do think it's very important. So um, yes, I did do that in awesome. 2017 and 2018. Yes. Awesome. Dr. Goodson, thank you again for coming. I forgot to give our topic here, y'all, but we're talking HBCUs and PWIs. I'll talk about that a little bit more when we get into it. HBCUs and PWIs. And right below me, we have, uh, I'll say the <laughs> Frida Gill. Frida Gill. Uh, tell, us, tell us a little bit about yourself, what you do and all of this stuff. Good morning. You should have said from the I love, from the, <laughs> the I love. University, home of Bye. the Sunny Boom of the South and the thrill <laughs> of me as to Prancing Jason. <laughs> Yes, I am all things Jackson State University. Let me say these comments are mine and mine alone. Like Marshall Lynch, I won't get fired. <laughs> so these are no reflection of, of Jackson State University, Dr. Thomas Hudson, the campus president, or Ms. Patrice Edwards, who's our JSU National Alumni President, even though I am repping my 1877 this morning. And all thoughts and comments are mine and mine alone. <laughs> Now that we got that disclaimer, <laughs> yes, I am Frida Dale. I work at Shelton State Community College, which is one of the two uh, HBCU designated institutions, community college institutions in Alabama. Um, I'm also, like I said, I have my bachelor's degree from uh, Jackson State, uh, and I have my master's from West Alabama, and then I did my EDS online at a WPWI. And so, yes, I am all things that I'm also, um, as we get into talking, I'm the regional board member from JSU NAA, and I'm also um, the president of the Tuscaloosa chapter. So, yes, I, th I thank you so much for having me here and my 15 minutes of fame and to rep the I love. Yeah. So, <laughs> so that's, that's my D I I love for day. So once again, like I say, all comments are mine and mine alone. So don't tell me writing. You guys send no notes to Patrice Edwards and do not call Dr. Hudson talking about Frida Dale said nothing because he does know my name. Not just my face. He knows my name. He knows my name. Listen. That's it. So thank you again for having me. Hey, you, thank you for coming. Listen, I'm on Twitter and I follow, uh, I don't know, I follow HBCU Twitter feed. Listen, I think you're going to be all right. What I've heard on that, what I've read on that, you'll you be okay. You'll be okay. Because there was some happened. I'm like, mm, you said that all right. Okay. Well, bless you. Now, uh, you were, you also, you know, uh, you were uh, Miss Dale. Did you not work on, you worked on something that involves Shelton and Jackson State or something like that? Can you tell us a yeah, little about a, that? Um, yeah, that's a totally different conversation altogether. We have a, um, we have an articulation agreement with Jackson State and okay. uh, Shelton does. But actually mm -hmm. all the HB, all the community colleges in Alabama, all six. But uh, as we get into the conversation, you know, sometimes people in in different realms of education, look at we're trying to steal students and send them uh -oh. to Mississippi. So, like I said, that's a totally different podcast. Of, oh boy! Uh, but we, yeah, <laughs> Dr. Goodson probably could be to, could say you know to talk on those articulation agreements. We do have one, um, okay, with uh, with Jackson State, and like I said, Bishop has one with uh, Mississippi State. So you know, it's mm -hmm. not nothing newer that I'm trying to steal right. students and send them all to Jackson State. So we yeah. have that, and then I also worked worked on. Um, the LSAM program, which is, is also a collaboration between uh, the four-year institutions in Alabama and um, the community colleges. 
And then when it first got started, got started UAB in Birmingham mm-hmm. and at Jackson State. So to me, it's like a perfect fit. But like I said, that's a different podcast. So, you know, Dr. Vincent and I, you know, that's, that's a different conversation altogether, you know, uh, a share of resources and things for students. Mm-hmm. But, um, but yes, I, like I say, I'm all things uh, HBCU. And I, I, say, uh, I, I love my job. And so I figured, well, I'm going to sit there and work. And let me just find a way to make it more, you know, I can benefit everybody, not just right. the students and them. So, Right. You know, so um, like I said, different conversations. So uh, <laughs> they don't understand the, the behind the scenes that the LSAM students at Jackson State, when we graduate, all of us usually come. We, we didn't go to UA. We went to UAB unless we had, um, we was from, you know, out of state somewhere else like Missouri or um, or Michigan. Mm-hmm. And or our chair had, had someone, had connections there. But the Jackson State Alabama connection has been there at least 25 years. I ain't gonna tell my age, but it's been there at least 25, <laughs> at least 25 years. Cause that's how I got, that's how I paid my four years through school free through the LSAM program, and it allowed me to come home every summer. So, awesome. so yeah. So don't y'all go and try to say I'm still a student. <laughs> don't, don't y'all I'm, do that. Now. I'm gonna say Jackson so. Jackson State Jackson State. I always say I ain't go there, but I wanted to. So I always say we when I refer to Jackson State. We ain't got to steal right. no student. We ain't got to steal no student. So we ain't got to steal nobody. We ain't got to steal. Nobody. We ain't steal nobody. They come. They come willingly. I mean, why? Why not? Why wouldn't they? But anyway, I'm moving on. And and last but finally not least, we have the Williamses, Seifert and Gabrielle Williams. Y'all tell us a little bit about yourselves here. Hey, I am Cypher Williams. I'm an educator in Greene County. And I am, look, I'm lucky to have Freda Dale on tonight because I actually got a piece of the Jackson State University, which is where I started. Um, and I transferred to Stillman where I received my Bachelor's of Arts degree in music. Um, I also went to the University of Montevallo. Um, I know uh, Dr. Goodson has some connection with Montevallo. So um, I received my Master's of School Counseling at the University of Montevallo. Uh, actually finishing up my third degree at the University of West Alabama. So um, I'm excited to be on tonight to have this conversation. Awesome. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah, I'm Gabrielle Williams, and I am a licensed marriage and family therapist. I have a private practice here in Tuscaloosa. I am also a clinical supervisor for master's level students at the University of Alabama. All three of my degrees have come from the University of Alabama, and so I'm excited to kind of add to this discussion. That's awesome. That's awesome. Awesome. And if you you remember, uh, my audience should remember uh, Miss Williams from our last uh, podcast where we talked about relationships. I believe talked about relationships, and it was it was awesome. I'm looking at the numbers. I looked at the numbers from it, and uh, the likes and people liking that particular episode. And, uh, you know, like I already knew, I mean, you know, uh, from the country, when, when you, we give you, I guess it's, it's a compliment, but I always, man, that, that she know what she's talking about. Yeah. So <laughs> I'll say she know what she's talking about. <laughs> all right. And I am glad again to have you all here. Uh, thank you all. I mean, like I said, uh, audience, we have some heavy hitters. They, uh, do some great, uh, work. And what I wanted to do, this is HBCUs and PWIs. Now, I didn't want to say HBCUs versus PWIs because it's always 
you know, something versus like that when you see online, you know, about the experience and everything and one's better than the other. I didn't, I wanted to talk about both of them and talk about integration and, 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 and how we build, uh, uh, African-Americans, Black people, however you want to say it, uh, in both and in all facets. Uh, And I think I have some people here that have the experience in in both both colleges. So I guess I will go ahead and start with Ms. Frida Dale. (laughs) Tell me about your your experience uh, in college here, undergrad, graduate experience. Just talk, talk a little bit about that for me, please. I heard on one of your podcasts, you said you talk about your wife, she's from uh, Red Lincoln, how her um, her words change. And that's so all I'm telling you that Camden, Alabama, and me probably come out a little bit in this. <laughs> okay. it's cool. I'm not refined. It's like, not that this and keep it that way. So when the Camden and me come back, I need one of y'all just wave your hand and tell me to bring it back down. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to do it because Lewis will go stay with me. I ain't going to lie to you. Correct. <laughs> so I'm from the biggest city of Camden, Alabama. Like I said, six traffic lights big. So um, leaving there, um, I went to Jackson State during the summer between my senior year and freshman year in college. So I had a full scholarship to go to the University of Alabama and UAB. And uh, I, you know, I was a typical little child, didn't want to be that close to home and, you know, with my, my parents. So this letter came in the mail for the LSAM program, went to Jackson State, and believe it or not, I hated it hated with a passion. I did not want to be in Jackson on Lynn Street. I did not want to be in McAllister dorm, did not. But what I didn't want to do was come back to Camden and work at Bill Dollars or Red and White. Those, those are my options. Those my mama told me that <laughs> I had to go to school somewhere or I had to come back home and work. And those were the two big businesses there in town with no degree, mm-hmm. Red and White and Bill Dollars. Oh my. <laughs> so after that summer, yeah, that summer, um, their program and my mom kept calling and she was just like, uh, the recruiter from Alabama State College said that, you know, we both can go for free, you know, if you come on back home and, uh, you know, you go there and then she said, or oh, you can go to, um, you need to call UAB and tell them what you want to do. And I just, uh, the, the last day, literally the last day, I just got tired. Now, when I asked Dr. Mark Hardy, I said, if you will, just, I said, I could, you know, I, I will stay. But I said, I got to go on a full ride. And he said, what you mean full? I said, if I got to pay anything out of pocket, my parents are not going to let me stay and I'm going to go back home. And so he called UAB and he was asking how much money I had. And he literally, I went for free. I paid $108 my whole four years at Jackson State, wow. including summer. And so um, that seemed to be the best decision for me ever, just from the, the opportunity that came from being there uh, at Jackson State. I, I, I wanted to challenge you and say that some of the things that was afforded to me, I would not have received if I had went to any other institution um, being there. Um, Dr. Hardy also had a connection to the University of Alabama that he had went to grad school there. Um, my cousin was the fifth black person to get his PhD in chemistry from uh, the University of Alabama. He and Dr. Hardy were friends. I found out after the fact. So I think some of my research experience and um, being in the LSAM program it was because of my family connection. And I felt like I say after the fact, after the fact, we was at a conference actually in Asheville, North Carolina. And my cousin was on some panel from somebody, somebody. And he was just like, what are you doing here for the National Institute of Health? And I'm just like, oh, I'm here with Dr. Hardy for whatever. And they knew each other. So uh, like I say, that was end up being the best experience of my life being there that I had um, the small classrooms and 
uh, which I like, which was nice. They, you know, it's not like um, when I when I went to Alabama when I left Jackson State, there was like culture shock. Can you imagine going from all black high school, all black college, to being in a classroom where you're the only black person, not just only black female, the only um, black person in the classroom? So that was a a, a culture shock. And Dr. Mm -hmm. Charlotte Carter. Um, and Steelman kind of mentored me that's like, you know, hey, you know, you can do it. You made it this far. You and, you know, you're working on a master PhD in chemistry. You got to have some kind of wits about you. You got to have some common sense and some book sense. Um, so that was like my whole four years coming back and forth. So I do have that Steelman connection with Dr. Carter that just kind of mentored me and just, you know, kept my foot to the fire that, you know, you're going to finish this degree. You're going to finish this degree. Um, yeah, I did, like I said, did research my whole time and uh, once I graduated, I still want to go back to Jackson State. No, why not? You know, like Zora Neale Hurston said, we've been lied on, talked about looking at item sales. <laughs> so, uh, I, you know, I, I became active my alumni association. So it wasn't one in Camden, but I paid my, uh, I kept my my dues paid. And so, like I said, there's a different conversation back together on alumni giving. Um, mm -hmm. So I always gave back to my institution, whether they was um, the day of giving, um, whether it was buying a brick, uh, whatever fundraising activities we had that was our you know that was my uh, my thing there um i can say that my my instructors there were were very hands-on uh you could not miss a class because they would call looking for you <laughs> or when you came back they wanted to know where you were if you were sick uh <laughs> they wanted to be sure you were sick and if you decide that you was going to uh the week of right before finals that you're going to go to Mardi Gras in, uh, in New Orleans, you better come back with a good excuse on why you in Mardi Gras and, uh, and not in class. So you just do it. Everybody, you go get you a obituary at the newspaper and say, Hey, this is my aunt. <laughs> hypothetically, <laughs> no, this is my aunt. We had, you know, we had to go. So, uh, so yeah. So since that time I've become more refined and I don't use the newspaper anymore back in the day. So, uh, so now I use my time, um, not just recruit students to Jackson State, but just recruit them to go to school, period. Um, and I've told them that, you know, four-year institution, not for everybody. But knowing what I know now, I should have got a two-year degree and I could be making 100000 uh doing something else instead of being in education. Because if you look at the job market and trends of people who have um, technical degrees, whether they're in nursing or if they are respiratory therapists or they are uh, mechanics or painters, they, they're making... Uh, they making big bucks and I tell them I said what, what do you need you need some money for school let me show you how to get this money for school so um I think um I, I do I think Jackson State all the time for that for that training um early on on how to hustle and get that money for school and how to be in every program that comes along whether it's Mark or whether it's uh LSAMP or whether it's Howard Hughes or whether it's Ronald McNair if there's a program come available and no one is applying for it go and apply now the rules have changed that you only could be either an LSAMP or Howard Hughes or, or McNair. But back in the day, you could be in all three of them at one time if you, just so you can get a, just so you get your bill taken uh, taken care of. So um, so yeah. So what, what my guys say? Well, I remember saying, you know, uh, HBCUs. Uh, what's that? PWIs make you hungry. PWI. What's that? What, what did he say? Uh, HBCUs uh, make you hungry. PWIs make you fat. So yeah, we know we know how to get you fed. That's <laughs> that, that's what uh that's 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 the take of it he, he's absolutely correct it, it gives you that drive yeah. to um to not only want to better yourself but better your community and so that um with my degree i, I have i think i've done that 
Awesome, awesome. Well, let's go to uh, the the Williams is uh, Cypher to Gabrielle. Y'all tell tell us about each one of you all's uh, experience, undergrad. Just just walk us through it, man. Well, I guess I'll start. Um, I had a great experience. Um, I started at Jackson State University um, the summer after graduation from high school. Um, and I like Frida, I loved Lynn Street. I, I loved Ben <laughs> <laughs> it was a different experience for me. Uh, I was uh, pretty much sheltered a bit, um, so it was it was good for me to get away and you know just enjoy my freedom in college, and I I did enjoy. Um, I, I I really enjoyed uh, uh, Jackson State. Um, that's where I met actually one of my best friends um, this summer um, after I uh, graduated high school. Met one of my best best friends at Jackson State University. Um, I love Jackson State um, after attending there for two years, and then I transferred to Stillman College. I actually started out at Jackson State in computer engineering. Um, I'm telling you, I went to school looking for the money. Um, got the I, did, I did. Like, man, this is not what I want to do. And so um, I just really reassessed what I wanted to do, and then I transferred to uh, Stillman College, where I got my undergraduate degree. Uh, Stillman um, was a little bit different uh, than... Uh, then Jackson State, um, as far as the, the population size was a lot smaller at Stillman, but um, it was more like a family experience at Stillman, and I absolutely love that part about it. Um, so after graduating from Stillman, I attended the University of West Alabama. Uh, yeah, to finish up a few classes for uh, for some certification, and then I went to the University of Montevallo. I um, enjoyed my time there, and. Uh, during my time at Montebello, it was much different again from the other two universities I had attended because, you know, it was uh, more of a PWI, you know, and that experience was, was different. However, I um, enjoyed being in that type of environment because of what I was able to learn, uh, you know, just from being um, in, in that diverse setting. Cool, cool. Go ahead, uh, me, I was at the University of Alabama straight out of high school, and so um, I came from a predominantly white high school and kind of school system, so I didn't have the culture shock when I went to UA, but when I think back on, like, the recruitment process of, like, universities, you know, no HBCUs at the time were offering me scholarships or even, like, coming to the school to recruit, and that could have just been the area, and at the time, HBCUs weren't maybe going in certain spaces or they weren't invited, you know, and so I went to UA, they were offering me a full ride. And, you know, the reason why I got all three degrees there, I finished my bachelor's degree in three years. And so UA was like, well, hey, you're still under scholarship. We'll pay for you to get a master's. And so I was like, well, why not? And so I did that and I stayed again. So for me, University of Alabama was a good experience. I think because of where I had come from, it felt okay. Like I didn't feel like I was out of place, but certainly you are the minority. Um, and all of my classes, especially in business at first, I am the one, only Black person there. The class sizes are a lot larger. I think it's not for everybody, depending on your like um, personality or what type of learning environment you need. Thankfully, I am a bit of a self-starter. And so, no, professors aren't going to email you if you miss class. They're not going to care if you know all of your assignments are past due. They're just going to give you a zero, right? And so if you're not self-motivated or if you feel like you need that hands-on experience, it may not be the best fit. And every student learns differently. So... I had a positive experience, but um, I certainly would have enjoyed the opportunity to go to an HBCU. At the time, it just wasn't, you know, presented to me as an option. Right. So you are you, I forgot, are you from Tuscaloosa? You yeah, Tuscaloosa? I'm from Tuscaloosa. Uh, what schools you go to? What high Hillcrest. school? Huh? Hillcrest High School. Hillcrest High. Okay, yeah. 
Uh, look, I'm pointing over there like everybody knows. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but okay, okay. Your your uh your kind of uh, that kind of happened with me. We didn't have. I mean, mine was a, a, a it was it wasn't really a. Uh, uh, we had kind of a mix, kind of 50-50 uh, black and white students, but um, we didn't have a lot of alumni in the area. And so no one really talked with me of how to get, I, I wanted to, I, I love the sonic boom. That's what really got me into Jackson State. <laughs> and uh, and no one kind of, no one, no one was there to talk to me about yeah. how to get, how to get uh, in that. So I, I ended up at a PWI, uh, University of Southern uh, Mississippi. And it, I was not a self-starter. <laughs> My wife is. But I'm still not a self-starter. I still gotta, you know, set alarms and this and that. But and I, I, I would have been, I would have benefited more from uh, HBCU because I spent. Man, you could hit. Uh, I believe it was 25 from uh, Hattiesburg, Mississippi, and you, you straight, straight to Jackson. So you know, every other weekend I was there anyway. But uh, that's probably why I flunked out of Southern Miss. But I needed that you know, to, to that, that, uh, extra care. Uh, and I really wanted to have that experience. Uh, but so, and Southern Miss was not that large. It's, to me, it's about, it's a little larger than Montevallo. I mean, the campus is bigger, but as far as students is, you know, it, it's, it's a little more than Montevallo and the classes were, you know, fairly big, but you didn't, you didn't get that hands-on or that, uh, that care, that experience if you needed it. So, uh, uh, but I just did me, I just didn't know how to get the money, uh, to go to Jackson State when I just put in for, for myself. Uh, that's, that's a whole, I'm, I'm getting ahead of myself because it was, it was how they, how they, uh, uh, fixed up those grants and stuff in our state I, where you could get uh, money for one of one, but moving on, moving on. But like I did go beg a little bit. I went and told Dr. Hardy, uh, I didn't have any money in that, which was true. I did not. My mm -hmm. parents have money. They always, my dad always stressed that you have nothing. We have the money. <laughs> and so I used that part of the story. Like I did not have the money and I told him I didn't have anything. And uh, I told him it was legit. My mama had got another job to um, try to get me through school and, and my dad did as well. So both of them were working uh, two jobs. And I um, remember one of my grandmother's cousin um, came to the house. I said, my mom, did, he need to sell a cow to pay for my books mm. or, or something like that. But I told Dr. Hart, I said, legit, we have nothing. And I remember my cousin um, came in. Uh, he had the grades. He was already 4.0. Uh, he was going, he had offers at MIT and Harvard and University. I mean, he could have legit picked his school you know, wherever he wanted to go. And Dr. Hardy met him. He said, I guess you live in a hut too. And y'all think he said, Frida said, I live in a hut. Um, I live in a hut. He said, I'm tired of y'all. He, he wrote to just when he signed his paper right then. So <laughs> that's why I tell the students now, don't do not sell yourself short. Go in there and tell them that you have nothing. Don't, you know, you don't have enough. Tell them, you know, you tell them what you have. They said, they don't have anything. Then you go and tell them how much money you do have or what you can contribute. Don't you tell let them, don't you tell them no, you let them tell you no. You go in there and put all your cards on the what you gotta lose. The worst case scenario, they tell you yes, and then you gotta try to figure out, okay, gotta go find me a place to live now because they've given me the money to school. Mm -hmm. it's, you know, yeah. it's just the I guess I just had a different <laughs> a mindset See, I, right then yeah. that, you know. I did not, yeah, I did I wish I would have would have known. Uh, that I think my experience would have been a little would have been a little bit different. But let me let me move on. Uh, 
And I'll get I'll get to that. We'll put a pin in that, as my bishop said. We're gonna put a pin in that and come back to it. Uh, Dr. Goodson, tell us about your experience. So um, I went to I'm from Tuscaloosa, Alabama. Uh, I went to the Central High School. <laughs> okay, uh, that's what we call it, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, I won't tell you the year I graduated though. You probably see it all on my social media, though, because we we have a very strong alumni uh, connection here in Tuscaloosa. Um, so uh, I did not know really what I wanted to do um, in high school. I didn't know what school I wanted to go to. Um, I just knew that I really liked math and science. Mm-hmm. Um, I really wasn't interested at the time in going to Stillman. Um, and I do want to kind of shout out my father, uh, Mason Bonner, who was recruitment um, uh, director of recruitment at Stillman because uh, a lot of what you all spoke to um, when it comes to recruitment, I think he really just had the keys uh, to really getting students in school. And, and you know, uh, I think that's very important to have recruiters like that um, who can really speak to students and really do the outreach that's needed. So that's just kind of like a plug. Um, I think that's really important based on what everyone said. But um, I didn't know what I wanted to do. And so my, you know, my father was like, well, you know, you can go to Stillman. And I was like, I don't want to go to no Stillman. I said, man, bye. You know, I'm going to be in Tuscaloosa. I don't want to go somewhere. So um, I did end up going to Stillman because I really didn't know of any other school I wanted to go to. Um, and so I went there on a scholarship. And it was the best decision that I could have made. Um, I really... Uh, gained a real strong community um, at Stillman, not only with my uh, fellow classmates, um, but with the professors. Um, I had good relationships with them and um, really just navigating through, you know, being in math and science. um, It was definitely a different experience. Um, But, you know, even in that, I didn't really know what I wanted out of life. I really didn't know... um, what duration I wanted to go in, even though I did really well at Stillman. Um, I had friends, um, I had my sorority sisters, I had my, you know, community of people. But as far as like for myself, I didn't really know what I wanted out of life. Um, But I did graduate. Um, I did do well and I graduated. um, And I was like, okay, what am I going to do? Like, I didn't have a job. Uh, I didn't have any kind of sense of direction. And so uh, my dad and I had a talk and we had a come to Jesus meeting. He's like, you need to figure out what you need to do. <laughs> like, you know, what do you want to do with your life? And so I got to thinking about it and I said, well, um, I said, I like science and I like math. And I said, I like working with people. I really enjoyed, you know, doing community work. And I said, well, hmm. I said, maybe I should do environmental science. And so that's what I did. Um, uh, and my father showed me where they had a program uh, Stanford, at Stanford University. It was a master's of environmental management. Um, and I wanted to also kind of talk about PWIs because you have different kinds of PWIs. So you're going to have different kinds of experiences. So um, Stanford University was a small um, PWI. Um, it was more inclusive, in my opinion. Um, I felt like connected. I didn't feel like any hostility or, you know, anything like that. I had a really good experience there. Um, and I, you know, got my master's there and then I worked for a while 
So when I decided to go to the University of Alabama, I was a non-traditional student. So, you know, that's another, you know, population of communities um, that you deal with is non-traditional students. So I was 30 years old uh, when I started at the University of Alabama and I was in there with 20 something year olds and I didn't know how to use the Excel spreadsheet or know what a jump drive mm. is. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, um, but I stretched myself. I said, I'm gonna do this. Uh, I, I wanna do this to better, uh, I thought I wanted to do, make some changes in the world and that's why I went. And so I went for my PhD there. Um, that was a different experience. Um, as uh, other people have mentioned, uh, they, did, they don't hold your hand. Um, it was, you know, those R1 universities are very different. Um, it's like, you got to get in there and you got to get it. Um, and I wasn't really prepared for that. Um, not only, you know, had it been several years since I had been in school, but uh, I didn't really have anyone to talk to me about a PhD program. Um, and so I just kind of figured it out. You know, um, I don't suggest that for anyone. <laughs> You know, to just figure out how to do a PhD program. That is just not, that is just not what it is. But um, I won't go into detail, but I can say that even though it was hard for me because I was unprepared, um, it was hard for me because, you know, there was some, there was some, I won't say discrimination. I don't think that's what it was, just kind of like isolation. You know, I felt like I was kind of by myself because it was not there are many of us um, in a PhD program. And I didn't know at the time that I was the first in the program to actually finish. So I was the first black woman to uh, finish my PhD in that program. So, you know, I was in there, you know, with people who were from all over the world. Um, and that was an experience that was a good experience, um, but I had to work really hard and it was really, really very, really difficult. Um, but it strengthened me and I was able to find a community there. Um, you know, I think as African-Americans, you can find a community at PWIs. I don't think it's, well, you're not black enough if you go to a PWI. You know, okay. I just don't, I don't subscribe to that. I think you can find yourself there. You just have to have a sense of yourself when you get there. So, um, so those are kind of like my experiences um, as a student. Um, so, that's my story. Okay. And <laughs> you know, you, I, I take something and, and uh, I know for the audience, I, I do give prepared questions and make sure that they're, you know, everybody's, uh, we're on kind of the same uh, page, but uh, I want to uh, bounce around. I want to bounce too, because you, you said something about, uh, I guess that, that, that kind of talks to uh, having this thing about, HBCUs on one side, PWI on the other. So I'm going to be honest. So my experience, uh, Southern Miss, uh, majority of my, my friends were from Jackson. Um, so that's how I ended up on the road uh, to uh, Jackson State. I ain't going to tell y'all where I went, but it's, it's okay. It's okay. Just know I'm saved right now. Hallelujah. But uh, at that time, uh, we had a lot of uh, it was, uh, you know, it, it was a, it's on, on campus. It was a strong, uh, it, it still is a strong black alumni, uh, 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 presence, if you will, uh, on Southern Mississippi campus. But 
have friends in Mississippi State. Um, didn't have a lot of male miss, but that's a whole other story. But anyway, uh, uh, all corn valley, uh, all of that. And so, when I guess just a few years, about ten years ago, was my first time hearing about really or seeing online uh, a div- I guess a divide, if you will, and maybe it's the set of friends that I have the uh, <laughs> algorithm or whatever uh, of seeing it, but not necessarily because I see it just from people that I don't know that talk HBCU versus PWI, PWIs, better than HBCUs, HBCUs better than PWI. We all, I mean, Mississippi, we were just all, you know, we were all black. (laughs) Hey guys, uh, I know you want to hear more of this conversation. It is getting good. But I had to get a quick refill on my herbal tea. So to hear more, you got to click on the next podcast of HBCUs and PWIs right here on the Cup of Joe podcast. Go ahead. Click on it right now. Don't wait. Click on that episode right now. Cup of Joe podcast. Let's go.